This is CliffCentral.com. Yes, this is CliffCentral.com. Good afternoon, everybody. Hope you're having a fantastic time with us. Thank you very much for joining us and listening in. Whether you're listening on WeChat, whether you're listening via CliffCentral.com, or whether you're just following us on Instagram or Twitter. So this is an installment compliments of Cliff Central and Pride Factor. Now, Pride Factor is a life skills academy dedicated to improving the quality of young people's lives through inspiration, guidance, and mentoring. Now, in case you think I'm clever, I can memorize these things. Now, I've written this down it's on page in front of me and if you're listening in on the app as well don't forget to download the cliff central app it is really really awesome so what is this show all about this is inspired youth a platform for the youth to engage with adult listeners professionals educators influencers and officials to showcase their thoughts talents concepts opinions and advice for a greater future it sounds like a mouthful and that is what we're going to be doing for the next hour between three and four every monday we have the inspired youth show and you can find Follow us on social media using the hashtag InspiredYouthSA. Now, when we speak about inspiration, it's definitely a very important part of everybody's life to be inspired because then you may have no reason to live. You want to have something to do. You want to have a reason to live and be inspired. And there is a lady in studio right now who is an inspiration to many women out there that you may not even know. And even some men. Yes, I'm a very lucky guy today. And so is uh, our producer here, Aviwe. He is behind us at the moment. We are live on Facebook as well, by the way. And we are inspired. We are surrounded by two beautiful women One of them is not going to be speaking at all She's going to be handling the live feed on Facebook But we have got Jerusha Governor in here Now Jerusha is the founder of Data Innovator a creator, Innovator Data, oh, You see this is how the show starts. We don't know how it's going to go from year on. We only a couple of months in data innovator, a creative strategic information consultancy that provides planning, monitoring and evaluation and communication services. Now, during the show, we will break that down because right now it sounds a little bit like gibberish to me. I don't know what is going on. So welcome to the show, Jerusha. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you, Sunil. And... Thank you, everyone listening. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So t- tell us a little bit about Jerusha before we get into Data Innovator. I mean, I know you, you had articles written about you by Destiny Connect, Destiny Man, Entrepreneur. You are going out there. You, you're taking on the world. I dare look at, I look at you and I see hashtag girl power. Mm-hmm. So you are girl power sitting in front of me right now. But tell us about Jerusha. Where did Jerusha come from? Where, you don't just land up in Johannesburg suddenly. So, so tell us about you. Where did you sure. grow up? So, Jerusha Govinda actually comes from a, not a very entrepreneurial background. I kind of found myself, um, in this over the past few years. I grew up in Cape Town on the Cape Flats. So I lived part of my life in, uh, you know, just outside Mitchell's Plain. And then we moved around within Cape Town. Um, and through my time, like a lot of the, my time uh, growing up there yeah. was, being exposed to social development challenges. And so I always had like growing up loving or wanting to do something in a development space where I was helping others. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then kind of torn between that and being a creative as well as being an analytical person. And I think a lot of people can relate that sometimes you find that you have these many loves, but you don't really know which path you need to go on and you need to choose one. Yes. And so I then chose kind of the path that I thought was the better earning pass. Okay. I went into science. All right. And so during my my studies during school and then as a student I I really went into a specifically a biochemistry and pharmacology background because again I was really interested into in this analytical aspects but I also wanted to find things that were, you know, exciting and I was a field that was exploratory. 
And in that time, I realized I, I got a, a degree and then I specialized in public health. Mm-hmm. So I've got a master's in biostatistics and epidemiology. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Biostatistics and epidemiology. Yes. All right. Yeah. So, and th- that's like where the number stuff came in. I All was right. like, I really loved uh, doing statistical analysis. At the same time, I was doing something in a space that I knew was focused on public health. I'm contributing. But I was stuck in a lab and it was really boring. Okay. And um, Did you wear a lab coat? I did. I still have my lab coat. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the funny thing is that my lab coat has since become my, my painting coat. Okay. okay. So, <laughs> so I was still kind of torn between, okay, I'm this kind of like artist in the background. I'm a data person. I want to help people. Yes. And then I just followed the path through what made sense to me at the time. And so I worked in social development for about six years, working mainly in NGOs, um, and really they finding the gaps in the use of information to make decisions. That's where I was exposed to huge problems that were mm-hmm. funded millions and millions of rands and dollars funding issues where we were not really addressing it in the right way. Yes. And at the same time, there was like sources of information that we could actually solve these problems. And that's where I kind of fell in love with. I want to be able to use data and use it in an innovative way to actually change the way we're doing things. in NGOs. Data in an innovative way. Boom. Hence... Data innovator. Yep. Why, why don't you like me to say data? What is the? Because data innovator rhymes. Data oh, innovator. Right. Sorry, I'm not as creative as I expected. <laughs> I mean, I didn't even pick that up. So let's just take a, take a step back very quickly. So uh, just by the way, everybody, you're listening to cliffcentral.com and we are chatting to Jerusha Govender, who is the founder and also the, the, the CEO. Can I say you CEO or just MD? MD. MD of the Data Innovator, Creative Strategic Information Consultancy that provides planning, monitoring, and evaluation. You can actually follow them on Facebook. That's Data Innovator. And then uh, Twitter, it's Data Innovator. And Instagram, also Data Innovator. Really lucky to get all those. And on the website, you can get thedatainnovator.com. And you can also connect with uh, Cliff Central by going to cliffcentral.com. And Instagram will be Cliff Central, Facebook Cliff Central. And not forgetting the Inspired Youth hashtag, which is Inspired youth essay so we can take that step back quickly you said you mm-hmm. were studying all these things you did your masters you were wearing a lab coat mm-hmm. and you said you were you were bored in the lab yep. so how did you manage to keep yourself going if you were so bored sure so i'm a experimenter and a kind of a fiddler by nature and um, being bored in the lab, I actually found different ways to enjoy it. So what I used to do is that I actually would Google um, a couple of experiments and I would do experiments that were not my research experiments to kind of keep busy. I was probably not allowed to do that. So you're a bit of a, a, bit of a rebel in the lab, I suppose. Yeah. But, and including a couple of, so I actually have a scar from an explosion in the lab because I was doing... Oh my gosh, Ma- we've got a mad scientist in studio. <laughs> we got a mad scientist in studio. Please just take a step back. But... Maybe that was kind of a sign, you know, like the, after your first explosion, you know, you're probably not meant to be, uh, you know, like it's not safe so you, for me. So you learn from those lessons, basically. So, and, and from what I'm gathering is that a lot of your life lessons have made you into the person you are now. You don't make anything explode right now, right? No, no, not anymore. Except? Except minds. Minds, yeah. Oh, I was going there. I was going there. We're on the same level. Awesome, awesome. So let, let's speak more about the journey towards data innovator as a company. I mean, you don't just one day decide, okay, I'm going to open up a company and I'm going to call it data innovator because it rhymes. Nope. So, yeah. So actually, well, the, the entrepreneurial side was always a bit of experimentation, but what happened in 2015, 
So I've had a few consultancy attempts while I was working. It's like, let's try this on the side. Never worked out. Kept at it. But in 2015, I was kind of like pushed into it. I worked for an international NGO and a lot of them are, they are donor funded for a period, which means at some point they end. This project happened to end while I was on maternity leave. Okay. And, um, and literally they were, I've got, I got a letter to say, actually, you don't need to close this out. Good luck with your future endeavors. Mm-hmm. Being on maternity leave with a one week old baby is kind of hard to go look for a job. Um, or sitting on interviews when you literally are still, you know, expressing bulk. And so I was in a situation where I had this previous experience. I've always kind of dabbled in entrepreneurship. And then I had this opportunity where actually the best choice right now is for you to start this thing on your own. And literally, my son was a week old. I said, brainstorm a couple of names for the business with some friends. Decide what you really like doing and then just do it. Yes. And so it was literally a just do it moment All with right. the baby in my arm. <laughs> So, I mean, you know, um, for everybody's listening out there, especially young women and young men as well, let's be honest, you can inspire both, both genders, men and male and female. If they were sitting in that situation, I mean, right now you've mentioned you've got a child, which mm-hmm. you have husband I've as well. I've got two. You've got two children. You're running a company. You've got these ideas. How did you get to the point where you, you, you said, okay, I need to find balance naturally because you need to now be a mother. Mm-hmm. You need to be a friend, you need to be a lover, you need to be all those kind of things. And then you still need to run this company. Obviously, it takes more than one brain, one person. Do you have a team helping you out or how does it work? Yep. So I do have a team and mm-hmm. it took a bit of time. I think you asked me like two things. So one on the team and then one on the balance. Yes. On the team, yeah, I've got my family who is part of my team and they are super supportive. My husband has got my back. Um, and my kids kind of know where I come from as well and they're growing up with an entrepreneur. But I've also got a really amazing team of mostly women, which is cool. Um, Gita was here as well as Saneli and uh, quite a few female consultants who work with me. And so I've really learned the, or I'm learning the art of delegating, um, to help make things actually move. But then on the point of balance, that does not exist. I think it's one thing like <laughs> it doesn't exist. Okay. Um, and so with the team, with the support, it's really figuring out like how you kind of ride the wave. Each time it's different. Yes. Today I'm going to be super entrepreneur. Tomorrow I have to be super mom. Mm-hmm. And you just have to kind of play it as you need and draw on the, the support that you have to kind of make it happen. Yes. So let's speak more about the, the super mom side of things. Obviously you've got two kids who are now growing up around this entrepreneur what what kind of values and ethics and principles are you implanting in their brains right now to help their development so they can be like their mom Mm. well i really want to teach them to take risks because i think growing up and we come from kind of a very i come from a more traditional background we weren't really taught as a girl to take risk you know like don't you might fail at that. That's a, when you did fail, it was a problem. But one of the big things that I want to teach my kid is that take chances. It's okay if you fail, you get back up. Mm. Um, Mommy made things explode in the lab, and look where she is now. <laughs> still around, still alive. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, yeah. Obviously, take some reasonable risks. I think, but that's the one thing I definitely want to teach them, and also kind of to just like follow, um, follow that like inner calling. I think I've learned that. Now being an entrepreneur, being forced into it was kind of being forced into the place I've always had to be. I've dabbled in, in different spaces where it was maybe part of the learning path. 
But that back, that little thing that's saying, you know, analyze that data or be that creative or do mm, that mm. dance. Just listen to it and go with it. Even when everyone else is saying ridiculous idea or others are saying, no, it's not worth your time. You do it. And like, and I always tell my daughter, be you. Yes. When she w- puts that weird dress on that doesn't match anything, I'm like, cool, be you girl. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. So, so as a young person listening right now, you mentioned, you mentioned the word risk quite a few times then. How do you measure what a good risk is? That's a tough question. I'm good at that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the fact a risk in its nature is something that is a bit of unknown. Yes. Which means that you cannot define a good or a bad risk. Mm-hmm. I think there's a couple of parameters. You know, a bad risk is something that there's obvious evidence it's going to kill you. You know, don't take that risk when it's literally jump. like exploding labs. Yeah, you know. Exactly. There's evidence or there's a high possibility that this is going to go wrong. There are some risks like starting the business where you don't know. And in its nature, you can't define whether it's good or bad. You just have to kind of try it and go go with it. Yes. Okay. So, so so obviously risks are just risks at the end of the day. Yep. Okay. <laughs> now I came across a quote the other day and, and I thought it was really, really cool. And I thought, I thought I'd share it with you and I want to hear what your opinions are on this. Because obviously you are a woman who doesn't just have dreams. You've got a full vision. You, you've now, I mean, as I said, you've been in the Destiny Connect, Destiny Man Entrepreneur. And just by the way, we are chatting to Jerusha Governor from, from Data Innovator. She is the founder and MD. And we're going to talk about Data Innovator itself in a moment as well. But the quote is, little girls with dreams become women with vision. Boom. Is that all you have to say about that quote? That's how it made me feel. Oh, that's how it made you feel. <laughs> now, I just, I mean, because I was thinking about the, the, this chat that we're going to have, and I thought, were you this little girl with these big dreams all along? Because you mentioned something quite interesting here, and that you come from a very traditional background where you were taught not to take the risks or not to do the things. So how did you manage to break through that boundary to say, this is me, and this is how my daughter's going to be, and as a young woman out there or a young man out there, break those traditional boundaries, take those risks? Yep. Well, it was tough. I think that one thing about me is that I persevere. I'm the type of person that can, you know, like keep going. And I think perseverance is really um, what allowed me to push through those boundaries. I have always been the type of girl that was trying to do things differently. It was like, what if we do it this way? Sometimes to the detriment, like, like why didn't we just like experiment with this? And my friends were kind of pulled along with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it was the experience that, you know, when you push some boundaries, you know, some of them you never crack straight away, but some you do. And then when you do, that's kind of the motivation to keep persevering to crack the rest. Okay. Perseverance is important. That's what Jerusha is saying to us right now. We are chatting Jerusha. She is the founder of Data Innovator. Now, let's speak about Data Innovator mm-hmm. itself. We now mentioned what Data Innovator was at the beginning of the show, a creative strategic information consultancy that provides planning, monitoring, and evaluation and communication services. I almost lost my tongue somewhere rough. in between. That's rough. I feel like I need to summarize it. Yes. <laughs> let, 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 let's speak about what Data Innovator actually does. Because obviously now you've gotten on this journey to create this company. Company, you've got a team supporting you. You've got your family supporting you, which is very important from what I can hear. You've got your, your children who also inspire you to do better, I suppose. Now, what is Data Innovator? Okay. So the simple line I tell most people is that what we do is that we tell stories with data. Okay. That's what we do. We do it in four different ways. The one way is that we set up systems. So we help organizations. I love working with social development organizations. Organizations, but actually we cut across. 
public and private sector. So one, we help them figure out what exactly is the kind of data or information I need to collect to tell a story. That story could be about how well you're doing, how not so well you're doing. What, what do we need to tell our funders? What do we need to say about what, you know, whether we invested in a really good place or not? So that's the one thing, setting up the systems and then helping them actually collect information that works. The second thing we do is that we evaluate. That means that where you've run a program and you're not sure whether you've achieved an impact, we've done a communication thing. We don't know if we've changed the behavior. We don't know if young people are actually using condoms more than they used to last year. We go in and then we assess. So that's the second thing. And then the last of things are really about data analytics and visualization. So my favorite thing out of all the things we mm-hmm, do mm-hmm. is to make data pretty, which is really like if people have masses of information, we come in and we're like, and they said, we don't know what this means. We've been collecting this for years. How do I tell, you know, the average Joe Soap what this means? And so we come in and look at the data, analyze it and visualize it in simple ways using infographics, data visualizations. And now exploring animation and so on to convey messages with data, okay. as well as training people on it. So another area that I'm really pushing is that I want to build the skill in others as well. So we offer training programs. We've run a data artistry retreat, as well as a data innovator masterclass, which is coming up this year, where we actually share some of the skills because this data analytic, data creative skill is not a common thing, but it's so important when you're trying to think about. Am I putting money in the right place? Did we actually change anything mm. in young people? You need to have that kind of analytic and visualization skills that we want to now impart, but we also offered it as a service. Wow. Okay. So if you want to know more about that, you can visit their website, the data innovator or one word dot com and on social media data innovator. This is Cliff Central. My name is Sunil. Thank you very much everybody for listening and we're going to take a quick musical break. This is a song I'm loving. If you haven't watched this music video, make sure you do. It is Cuesta and Spirit. That is Cuesta and Spirit If you get a chance, seriously, watch that music video Makes me very proud I watched the video three times Jerusha mm-hmm. I watched the video three times The first time I was impressed Second time I felt emotional And the third time I was like, wow this is absolutely putting me in awe. So we'll get going and watch that video. That's my, my, my little share for you today. Thanks, thanks. We are in studio here on cliffcentral.com on the Inspired Youth Show. You can follow us using the hashtag, uh, hashtag InspiredYouthSA. And obviously, no, don't forget to download the Cliff Central app. Now we got Jerusha Gavendi in a studio. She works for a company. She doesn't work for the company. She owns the company. She is like the founder and the MD of Data Innovator. It's a data Data analytics and visualization company. In case you're asking why I'm saying data, not data, it's because data innovator rhymes. And I've just discovered that in the past 20 minutes. I'm very, very happy about that. <laughs> so what they do, and I, I, this is what I picked up from the first section of our show today, is that they make data look pretty. They make it look appealing and they analyze and they, and they really help people look at data from a different point of view. Am I right? And we teach people to use data and and do the same. Very, very important because when I hear the word data, I'm thinking numbers 
and I, I'm not a, I'm, I don't like numbers, but you love your numbers. Uh, Jerusha made, uh, made a lab almost explode once when she was young, and now she owns a company that doesn't require lab services. You can follow them on social media with Data Innovator and on the website, thedatainnovator.com. And don't forget to also connect with us for Pride Factor, which is a platform that helps with life skills, uh, life skills building, dedicated to improving the quality of young lives. And this is Inspired Youth Essay. So let's, let's continue talking about data itself. But you mentioned something in the first half that you use your lab coat for painting. Yes. So you're an artist as well. I like to think of my data work as art as well, actually. So my work is my art. And I paint. <laughs> you paint. Yep. You paint. So, I mean, we spoke about balance and how important it is. Would you say that is very important for anybody out there who wants to start a company, who wants to become a founder or an MD and run something as big as you are running right now? You, you need that sort of balance to balance their lives out? Well, I think, yes, you definitely need a channel to, like, do something that's not work. Because as an entrepreneur... What your work is kind of your obsession and you can get so intensely mm. involved in it that you need something to break away. And so painting as well as gardening is kind of, is that for me? Okay. Um, and I think it's important for others who are you know, aspiring entrepreneurs or just obsessors about their careers that you need another outlet. Yes. Um, just to be sane and human. Okay, okay. Now, now you, you speak about many other people out there who want to be entrepreneurs. Now, being an entrepreneur, from, from what I've gathered and from what I know, is not an easy task. You have all these ideas. You want to do so many different things. You mentioned the word risk a few times in the first section of the show. So would you say that, that, that the painting and the thing helps you balance that in your brain? And how important is it? Because there are some people out there who are completely just dedicated. They want to be in front of the computer the whole time. They want to be on social media the whole time trying to get that company going at which point do you say right enough it is time now for me to go gardening or to paint a pretty picture of myself it's hard because you know i i definitely can relate to people that are become very obsessed about things and you get in it and you can't let go because um it's a you it's something i'm passionate about and so the the moment where i know that i'm getting edgy or i can't can't solve that problem that i'm trying to solve is when i need to stop okay when I'm getting at something and it's frustrating me, um, or I start seeing it even in my health, because I think you can get so intensely involved in things that you're like, okay, I'm not going to have lunch right now. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that run right now. And then once I start seeing, actually, wait a minute, you did this now a few times in a row. That's when it's, you need a time out. You need a day out, whatever. Or just go into the garden and go fiddle about it, but do something that is going to switch your mind off what you are doing every day. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so important to get like mental balance um, as well as physical balance because my body and my mind is what actually helps run the business. And without yes. that, there is nothing. So you have to have that health, mental, career balance. So um, it's about taking a time out and realizing, okay, enough is enough. Yes, I need to go and pull out a plant or do some de-weeding just to... Just to become come come back to myself. Yes. Okay. Okay. So balance is important, everybody. As we can hear from Jerusha, I mean, she's not just a, a fly by night. She's somebody that established a company that's making big impact. She's had articles written about her in Destiny Connect, Destiny Man, Entrepreneur, and there's more coming. And she's got intense interviews. She's got a family. She's a mother of two children as well. And I'm going towards an aspect of asking you now. You know, having this company, being so successful and everything, what are the challenges? Mm. There's, there are always challenges that people people paint this lovely picture of yes I've been in these magazines I'm fantastic I take a run every now and then I paint I do gardening <laughs> but what are the challenges that you faced starting Data Innovator? 
gosh, there were there are so many, but I think. Um, and how did you get over them? Yeah. So one of the first challenges is, remember, I come from a social development space, and I think the perception is that an entrepreneur is this big business person has a CA degree, and I don't know whatever else. Like you, you come from you come from business, and then you enter business. But I was, I'm not that person. And I think there's a lot of others that are not that person. I come from a very different space where I had to kind of learn the system. I had to learn what it means to pitch to people. I had to learn mm-hmm. to talk finances, you know, understand the legal stuff that you need to do. And so that was really challenging. But what I had done in the beginning that helped a lot is getting advisors. I think right from the beginning, you need to know your limitations. Know that there are things you're good at and there are things you're not. Where you're not good at something, find those people because they're there. And I was really, I think I'm, I'm lucky that I've got a, a network of awesome people. So I had somebody who was like the business advisor, yes. the finance advisor. Okay. Um, and really like drawing on that to overcome the challenges with figuring out those different business aspects. I think other business challenges were around because I was growing a team is finding good people. And I mean, people with like really like the, the passion, the commitment and, and the technical skill to work with. That was tough, but I, again, like just drawing on my network, friends, family, whoever, saying this is the kind of people that we're looking for. I was able to find awesome people like Gita and Sanelli and my other team members yes. um, to join the team. But yeah, those are like two of the key challenges that I overcome. And I think I can write a long list on them, but those yes. are the ones that really stand out to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the the lesson was drawing on skills within your pool like asking for help and not yeah not thinking that you need to do it at all yeah so you mentioned something that's very important there from from my perspective is that that you mean you must know what your limits are you must know what you are capable of doing because often you have people who have these ideas for a company or they have a bright idea and then they they want to hold on to it so tightly because it's their idea did you go through that with like, this is my company. I can't share this with anybody. How did you protect the rights? The basically the, the, what did you do? Did you have non-disclosure agreements? Did you, did you go, okay, I'm just trusting you. May karma take care of you if you, if you do trespass on my ideas. How did you go beyond that? It's a bit of both. And I've been burned also because of not doing things the right way. Um, so definitely seeking some legal advice was helpful. And that was like from um, contractual agreements, making sure that I had either another representative sitting in the room if we were discussing something or taking contracts and other documentation mm-hmm. to an external person to give me the advice and say, listen, consider this. So it was really like getting the right advice um, and not just jumping to yeses or nos or not just sharing everything. Um, straight up but there are times where I do need to trust when I need the help that I'm like I'm going to disclose what I need to know and this is what our plans are and you take a chance again and yes share that and most of the time it actually works out pretty fine okay now I, I'm thinking you you mentioned a little bit something which I, I know as outsourcing mm-hmm. <laughs> how important is it for somebody who wants to have a, a well-established company who wants to have photos taken of them to put in the destiny mag they want to be interviewed they want to make an impact in society how important is it for them to to identify the right outsourcing it's extremely important so one one big lesson my, one of my advisors taught me was that actually like there was a point where China I was struggling with a lot of work a lot of demands and he was like Jerusha you need to decide are you a business or are you an individual consultant? Because if you are, if you want a business, you need to get help. You need to get people to do this work. You cannot do it. And so I think that's why, like, if you, I think there's a point for many entrepreneurs, we're kind of at the precipice. You started something, 
in your garage wherever and you like this idea and you know you need to decide is this the thing that stays in the garage or yes. is it going to go bigger yes. for me i'm like i'm going into africa data innovator is going to be in africa there's no way jerusha as one person can do that yes. and so for that kind of thing outsourcing delegating is critical it's just it's just how it is you have to grow your team and get the people that can help you grow your business yes okay so we're going to take on africa data yes. innovator don't forget me when you're famous <laughs> Well, you're already famous. What am I talking about? Well, you are famous. <laughs> so this is CliffCentral.com, everybody. Thank you very much for listening. Um, this is the Inspired Youth Show. It happens between 3 and 4 every Monday afternoon. It's an aspect of Pride Factor. Now, Pride Factor, you can check out online at pridefactor.co.za. Now, Pride Factor is a life skills academy dedicated to improving the quality of young lives through inspiration, guidance, and mentoring. And we've got somebody who is a true inspiration and a true guide for many people right now. We hopefully... And also inspiring people And that is Jerusha Governor She is the founder of Data Innovator Who's going to take over Africa With data and making data pretty Now, something I didn't want to mention too much But I mean, you know In, in the society we live in today We live in a very paternal society A man's world, as they, that they say As a woman How did you overcome that? Let's speak to the young woman out there right now how did you overcome that? How did you make the men aware that you listen? Yeah, I'm here to take over Africa, man. Take a back step. <laughs> you just take it. Yeah. <laughs> One thing is, I think for a lot of women, we often um, experience this thing called uh, what imposter syndrome. Um, and this I'm taking from um, Cheryl Sandberg. She talks about it in Lean In. And it's something I really related to. And I think once you can identify, as women, we we like, actually, no, I'm not meant to be here. Maybe I don't know enough. Maybe it needs to be somebody else. Maybe I need to get a senior person to come in. And I think you need to, as a woman, acknowledge that and say, listen, imposter syndrome just showed up. And mm-hmm. you need to like look it in the face and say, F off. I wanna, <laughs> but basically you have to confront it and say, actually right now, it's me. There doesn't need to be another person. I don't need another senior person. Jerusha is. There are many times though that I still yes. do experience because as a young female, you are stepping into a, a world that is male dominant. Yes. And there are moments where people look at me and are like, okay, so when is your boss going to arrive? Mm, mm, um, mm. Or is there somebody else that we can And how does that to? make you feel when that happens? What, what, what do you, do you want to slap them or do you want to go, I am. Jerusha is not a guy's name. Uh, this is me. <laughs> yeah, I definitely want to slap them or like give them some kind of hurt. Yeah. But, <laughs> but in that moment, I'm like, actually, you just have to stand up. You have to be strong and say, this is my, like, I also have to remember that I have a vision. I have a goal. And when you have a goal, you do what it takes, obviously within parameters, you know, but there are going to be moments where I'm going to say, no, I mean to be here. This is the moment where Jerusha has arrived and you, you just, you stand there and be strong. And that's how it is. And I think that I also remember that I have a daughter. Yes. I have young females who, are, who work with me. And that moment is kind of a defining moment that you are making a decision or this is a moment that is important for all of those, not just Jerusha. But it's for your daughter, for the next daughter, and so on. And so kind of that is motivating as a woman when you're in these tough situations where you're like, your character is questioned, you being a female is questioned. Mm -hmm. You're like, actually, that moment is not about you. It's about all of the people that you're going to teach. All of these moments are for all of us. And so, yeah. That's so deep, man. (laughs) 
But it's true at the same time. So making, I, I wrote down a note here and I said it's woman empowerment. In a way, you are you are a powerful woman. You are a very powerful woman. I'm I'm saying it for myself. You 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 don't have just a small fry little cafe on the side of the road. You are running and you are, you have aims. You have goals like you mentioned. You want to take over Africa. You want data innovator to go over Africa, which is very possible because with the goals and and the support you've mentioned now as a businesswoman, not an independent. What do you call this? So independent consultant. Mm-hmm. You're now, you have a full-on business. You got a team of support. And so that is very possible. So from myself, that's very awesome. Um, but let's speak more about when you got, when you got published. Yep. You know, you, you suddenly, you have this company, you established, you're doing well and Destiny Connect or Destiny Man or Entrepreneur te- uh, approach you go, we want to interview you. What happens in your mind? I was excited. The same as when you were like, let's come to Cliff Central. I was like super excited about it. I think that again, there were moments where I'm like, me? Are you sure you want to speak to me? And then I thought, actually, yes. Is this that, what did the terminology you use before when you, when you check yourself as Imposter a, syndrome. Imposter syndrome. So you check yourself before you wreck yeah, yourself. Yeah, you're like, wait a minute, imposter syndrome. You can take a back seat now. So there's definitely, in that moment, I was like, actually, you need this. This needs to happen because, you know, not many young Non-white females are talking about like being an entrepreneur, yes. pushing these boundaries. And so again, like that was an opportunity for myself. Yes. We get to showcase the amazing stuff Data Innovate is doing, but it was also for a lot of other women that I knew were going to read that. Mm-hmm. Um, so with, with, what is it? Uh, with great power comes great responsibility. Yes. So that article, when every time you write, they write about you, you know, have that in your mind. Yeah. That it's not just about me. It's, there are a lot of things that are personal and it's definitely, I have personal goals that I want to achieve, but I kind of always remember that on this journey, you're teaching a whole lot of other people as you go on it. Okay. Now you mentioned you, you, you got life goals as well, but we will talk about that in a moment. You got, you got a family and you've got this, this company. How do you find balance between being this family person and then being a businesswoman? I don't, <laughs> as I mentioned, I don't believe in, it was for a while I was like figuring it out, asking people, reading books. How do you get this balance? How do I become like this, this mom with a six pack and two babies and it does not exist. Do you have a six pack? No, okay. I do, but it's in the fridge. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but I think that I realized again that there are things where you, um, you just kind of constantly are acknowledging what you can do when there's a couple of, so I have almost like this basket of stuff I want to do. I want to be able to go out and run. I want to paint. I don't have to have them like neatly every day. You're going to do 2% of this, 3% of that. It does. That's not possible. But I know that at least within the week, I'm meeting one of those personal goals. I know that this time is work. And then this time after hours is kids. And then in between you do things, but kind of not. Don't push yourself to a point where you're like, how could you not have achieved this? How could you not have run 10 kilometers today? But just knowing what you want out of life and trying to play with balance. That's what it is. But acknowledging that you're not, you're probably not going to get perfect balance unless you're like, I don't know, some superwoman or super guy. But well, if you look at it right now from where you were making things explode in a lab to studying so many different things, you'll become a superwoman. And again, you need to acknowledge that. True. Thanks. I'll take it. Super there we go. Woman I am. There we go. <laughs> and we are chatting to Jerusha Governor. Uh, she is the founder of Data Innovator, which is a data analytics and visualization company. You can check them out online at the datainnovator.com. We're going to be taking another quick musical break and we'll be coming back and chatting to Jerusha more about how we make data pretty and how, how data is going to change the world. 
cliffcentral.com I hope you're all feeling good. Thank you very much for joining us and listening in on cliffcentral.com. Don't forget to follow the Inspired Youth Show using the hashtag InspiredYouthSA. In studio, we've got Jerusha Governor. She is the founder of Data Innovator, the data analytics and visualization company. You can follow them on social media, Data Innovator. And on their website, it is thedatainnovator.com. Making data pretty, which is very important, as I've just discovered. It's not just about being creative. It's about being very pretty and bringing out really good facts and uh, making sure the companies are getting the best out of their analysis analytics analysis analytics analysis this is an ad hoc for living fantastic so Jerusha you were speaking a little earlier about how you're going to be taking on Africa Mm. tell us what sort of plans have you got I'm not, I don't, I, I'm not going to sign like a non-disclosure agreement because now you know we're going live so let's talk about how you're going to take on Africa give us something that you're going to be doing well just a taster in April, we're going to be running one of our data artistry retreats in Uganda um, for the week. So that's going to be our first kind of really putting our footprint out there, as well as a couple more other exciting online offerings. Um, and we'll also have the masterclass in South Africa. So we really have a couple of very, very cool data visualization Mm -hmm. and data storytelling offerings coming up. Um, And it's really, I mean, anybody that uses data or wants to learn how to use it better should attend that. And I think it's really going to showcase what we can do outside of South Africa because in South Africa, we're pretty lucky to access quite a lot of um, technical skills and services. Yes. But once you step out of the borders, you start seeing, and I've traveled quite a bit in Africa that countries outside don't have access to it. So I'm very, this is super, super exciting for me Yes, yes because yes. we're taking something creative, analytical, cutting edge that you don't often see in Africa. You mm-hmm. don't often see in the rural Africa, but yes. we're going to take it there. Okay. And people can obviously follow that on social media. They can yes. follow the developments. Okay. Now, now you, let's speak a little m- more about, about data itself. Now, when I, as I mentioned in the beginning of the show, earlier in the show, when I heard the word data, over I say data, data, then I got scared because I was like, oh, it's numbers and stuff. How is data going to change the world? Gosh, I think I need another hour to answer that question. <laughs> Make it five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, right now we're in this digital revolution. I don't know a single person that can tell me they don't have any kind of app, any kind of tech device that they're using to improve their daily lives. I mean, I've got this Garmin thing that I use for fitness. I've got WhatsApp. So what is happening at the moment is that we're generating masses and masses of information about Mm -hmm. ourselves, Mm -hmm. about the people around us. Um, There's a stat that I read. It's a 2016 stat that said that in the last two years, so 2015 to 2016, we generated 90% of the data that exists in that short space of time because wow. of the explosion in tech, in digital devices that's collecting information about us. Why that is important is that more and more we have information that can inform processes, yes. operations, decisions quicker. Okay. It means that if I wanted to put a condom dispenser somewhere to increase access to condoms, I could use data around mobility. If, say, a mobile service provider gave me data on, and I could look at where are people actually moving, where do I find young people? Yes. That could inform where we place things. It informs, it streamlines how we do things instead of making decisions based on, mm, I think this is going to work. So I think that's the major thing about data is that it's going to speed up how we make decisions. It's going to speed up how we actually assess things. And um, 
it's the space to be at the moment. Is this why they call it like the, the fourth industrial revolution? Because it's revolutionizing that data is it actually revolutionizing things or? It is. It's completely disrupting the way we do work mm-hmm. because I think previously we, at the moment, there are multiple things happening in the fourth revolution, the post digital revolution that we've got things like artificial intelligence, blockchain, machine learning, yes. data analytics, big data analytics. All of these things are kind of being improved and are being implemented largely in, in private sector. But I yes. mean, we really are pushing that we start seeing the use of this kind of innovation in the public sector. Um, so yeah, there's a lot happening at the moment that can really Shift the way we do things. Okay. Now, I, I mean, we're going to be closing off shortly, but, but I'm a young person. Imagine <laughs> I'm a young person sitting back listening to, to this now on Cliff Central. And I'm thinking, I want to be part of this. I really want to be part of this fourth industrial revolution. What is the advice that you would give a young man or woman out there who wants to be involved? In something like that Or start a company like your company That is taking over Africa How how would What would you advise them to go What are the steps So if you really want to kind of harness The benefits of being part of the industrial revolution The fourth industrial revolution I think that there are critical skills That young people should start learning That people like ourselves probably didn't Which are things around coding Artificial All of those things that I mentioned So I think it's really about young people Staying kind of on top of things so you use your access to information to mm-hmm. find out what is blockchain what is the digital revolution and then find ways to actually build skills in it at the moment there's a lot of focus of building this data science skill which means i can program i can analyze i can visualize a lot of the stuff that we do at data innovator so i think it's important for young people to kind of just keep your eye on that ball there are free online training in some of these things i know that code for essay or they're called open up now which is an ngo offers some of the kind of analytical training that you would need i think also follow us like follow data innovator on facebook twitter and on our website because we are constantly sharing information and even attend some of our trainings because our training is not just for like the expert it's for mm-hmm. all levels so i think those are some of the things that uh, a young people a young person should be doing yeah no because i'm thinking i'm listening to the way you're speaking i'm really getting scared i'm like what in hand what is coding i don't know what's going on here <laughs> so so you're open to allowing anybody who's not even knows nothing about data itself to come in and learn from data innovator well, yes, we welcome them to like to follow us on our social media, to inquire with us if there's something that they want to contribute, and also attend the training. If you follow us on social media, you'll be able to pick that up. Attend the training and build some of the skills that will be kind of an entry point into it. But also look at other spaces. Yeah. So from what I've established, that uh, having a knowledge about data and being innovative, uh-huh, data innovative, Lovely. is actually really, really important for for your future, especially as a young person, because that is where this fourth industrial revolution is coming from, what where we are going as a society worldwide. Yep. Um, so if you don't keep up with the with with the trends, what's going to happen to you? Exactly. I think that we've got this wave that's going to hit us like soon. I think that. In other countries, largely in like in the US and the UK, they're already tapping into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and data science skills, data analytics skills are in demand. So I think it's really important that we jump. It isn't, and it's the cool thing is that you can be kind of a data science or a data analyst in any space. You could even be an artist data scientist. You could be a science data scientist, an engineer. So I think that anybody who has a specific interest should really yes. build their data analytics skills because this is what we're going to need. This is the future. 
it's the skills that we need within Africa, in South Africa. Yeah. This is the future. Chirusha Gavinder, founder, CEO of Data Innovator. Thank you so much for joining us on Cliff Central today. You're a mother. You're an inspiration. You're a motivating people out there listening to this. And I'm glad that you managed to find the time to come and chat to us today on Cliff Central on the Inspired Youth Show. It's been really awesome to have you here. And as you said, little girls with dreams, or as I mentioned, little girls with dreams become women with vision. And you said, boom. Making data look pretty. All the best with the future. And thank you very much for, you, for coming Samuel. in. And, and take over Africa. Take over yep. Africa. That is it, everybody. That is the Inspired Youth Show for today. My name is Sunil. And uh, it has been absolutely amazing being here again. And don't forget to follow the Pride Factor website as well. PrideFactor.ca.za. And Inspired Youth happens every single Monday. Monday, and that is from 3 to 4. It's been a pleasure having Data Innovator in studio today. This is CliffCentral.com.